0: hello hello guys welcome back welcome back welcome back to another this is a response to actually one of your recommendations somebody inboxed this to me and because it was in the first suggestion of this nature i decided well okay actually let's do this this is someone that constantly complains of how well i'll just globally summarize it and say he's a perfectionist and it's not the first time someone is inboxing me to say um I have this quality, this quality, this is the kind of limitation I'm experiencing with it in my spaces. What do you think I should do? A lot of the inboxes, people are about Nenzuela's I take it they're new because it's been all suggestions that we've already covered. I know there's a person that recently wanted to do something related to rape. We have so many of those trauma videos. Um, So please take your time to scroll through. And if you still have a suggestion, uh, drop it in my inbox and we'll see what we can do. Because I also plan ahead of time, we've already discussed that I'm an overpreparer. Sometimes the content is already lined up for a specific amount of time that I can only attend to a suggestion much later. So you will be attended to, but it may not be as imminent as you hope. Anyway, we're doing perfectionism today, um, and I thought we'll briefly touch base on that quality, because I know even if you are not one, we all know perfectionists. I know we judge them very harshly, and people just experience a great deal of pure restlessness when they're around perfectionist people, they they are known for making work difficult and making cooperation difficult. As a result, people shy away from working with them, which becomes a very lonely stance because it is my belief that there is no bad personality trait and there is no good personality trait. You are just who you are. You possess the qualities that you possess. They either prohibit or encourage certain things and you can modify as is needed. But I don't think you call personality a good bad. pathology is excess. So a personality disorder. It's an excess and impairment of functioning, but that quality and its presence in isolation isn't a bad thing. So take personality first of all as data about that person so that you know what they are likely to do, you know what they place value in, you know their execution method. So even do perfectionist, you already know they value order, they value structure, they value precision. It's neither a good thing or a bad thing. But in environments where play and mess and chaos and creativity at the order of the day, they would struggle. In places where precision and being meticulous is valued, they would be great, so the personality in itself isn't a problem. And we we'll discuss pathology if that personality is excessive, harmful, and impairs their level of functioning. So yes, we're going to talk perfectionism, and it's tied to anxiety is the thing that I actually want to do in hope that it's going to induce a level of compassion from people that are around perfectionists and for the perfectionists themselves. Perfectionism is best friends like this with anxiety. Very, very few people are perfectionists out of the mere value. And I think we underestimate how it's not a privilege everybody has enjoyed to know that when you are less than perfect, you will still be loved. This is not—we underestimate what an honor this is, and it's not a thing everybody has experienced. Where you know that when you are when you mess up, you will still be loved. When you produce less than optimal results, you will still be loved. When you produce perfect results, you will still be loved. And in combination, those things don't tie to your worth. You are loved nonetheless. Those of us who have experienced this will tell you it's the most liberating feeling you will ever experience. But we mustn't be unfair and think this has been everybody's lived reality. For instance, I grew up with both of my biological parents. It's already implied that they love me. They don't have to say, I love you. It's just kind of implied that they do. Whether I finish my food, whether the report card is great, whether the report card is mediocre, my parents love me, I've tested this out, I've made mistakes, um, my parents forgave me, I have done them proud, they celebrated me, I've let them down and they still love me. So I've lived a reality where it was exposed that I'm not perfect and the love wasn't withdrawn and it's not everybody that has lived that luxury. So. Most people have picked a youthful strategy to give themselves that belonging, to give themselves that acceptance, and making sure you get it as close to what the other person desires is in fact an effective strategy. So well done to a person who developed that quality to deal with whatever they needed to deal with. That what do they like? What does it look like when it's done right? It minimizes rejection. There's nothing to reject if it's done perfectly. It minimizes humiliation. There's nothing to humiliate if I did it perfectly, but most importantly, it doesn't expose me to knowing what would happen if I didn't do it right. It's the safest place to be to get things perfectly. It gets a lot of praise, it gets a lot of applause, and applause feels good, acceptance feels good, and for someone who wants to experience it again and again, like most of us do, they pick the thing that gets it. The wonder of being fully accepted is that you know you would get it even if that wasn't there. But most people haven't had that luxury. Being a perfectionist prevents you from experiencing unconditional positive regard. The regard, full regard and acceptance of you as a person that is positive and isn't tied to anything else. And when you're a perfectionist, you never expose yourself to the what would happen if I wasn't perfect. And the only way it can be validated that you are loved nonetheless is for you to test it out. So take it as dropping the standard a little bit isn't a complete train smash, although it feels like it when you are a perfectionist, it's not a complete train smash. It will expose you to who still loves you and who transacts you know, with performance. That's another thing. Perfectionism is very performance driven. It sends you the message that you are loved because you are a performer, which means love becomes an external experience for you. That's a terrifying place to be as a human being to think love isn't intrinsic. There's nothing inside of you that is livable. Because performance is something you can only act out. It's not a feeling that's inside you have to display performance. And it means that if you transact with performance to get adoration, to get applause, to get warmth, it means then affection for you is an external experience. And that is very, very lonely to be in. Excuse that sound, we'll take care of it shortly. And I want to encourage you and encourage all of you that start developing the language that it's you who's lovable. It's nice to have that you can also perform so well, but it is not the performance that is getting you the applause. And if you're not sure, then remove the performance. I know this is paralyzing to achieve a complete turnaround, and if you've done it repeatedly, it's a difficult thing to suddenly let go of. I'm not a perfectionist. Let me just declare that before I give you this advice. I'm not a perfectionist. People think I am, but I'm not. And this is not denial. I'm not a perfectionist. I refuse to believe that I am. But what I do as the meticulous person that I am is that I'll always aim for the gold standard. I'll always aim for the stars. The stars are not a thing I will ever stop aiming for. But to make it realistic, to make it open to flexibility, to make it open to discovery, Finding out new things, modifying it, etc., etc. Is that, according, in line with my desire? I always also have a standard alongside my goals that I will call the watermark of acceptability. That this is what I will actually like, and my effort is driven towards getting this. Me, satete me, no what I like, but ke kubo, up to or oh, what I like, it involves a lot of people. Then there's traffic, then there's load shedding, then there's people that inconvenience you. Then So, vacuum your space that is influence. And that may change the outcome of what you would like. Have I stopped wanting it? No. Have I stopped waiting for it? No. But there also needs to be a level where you like, if it's here, it meets my standard of good enough. Yes, it's not the perfection that I was gunning for, but it's still brilliant, meticulous, diligent, and done very, very well, and I will never not do things well. So i have allowed from what I want to watermark of acceptability, this room for error, this room for discovery, this room for letdowns, and here is the threshold that my anxiety can manage that helps me balance because the opposite perfectionist looks like disorderliness, it looks like chaos, it looks like a life I also cannot live, so I can't move from that extreme to that extreme. It's not healthy to live there, but I have no interest in living there either. And creating this level of what is acceptable, you've got to know what is good enough. There's no such thing as perfect, but there's definitely a thing called good enough, there's definitely a thing called brilliant, there's definitely a thing called excellent. Draw realistic limits of excellence. Where you like, oh, nothing happened in one This is still good. This is still distinct. And this is still meritorious. Yes. Then start experiencing distress. So I protect myself from the distress. One, of utterly foregoing my dreams and to the opposite extreme of being so rigid and imperfect but falling here within the medium of the spectrum. So to perfectionists, I encourage you to create the ideal you will always go for. But above and beyond that, draw a line that takes facts. Develop something that you call an internal executive. The person that is rational inside of you. The person that is fair. The adult inside of you. a decision that is a childlike desire or a whatever desire. Someone, that internal executive, that what is realistic, what is likely to happen, what has history shown, what does the data say, how, what is an adult response to this, and put that level of acceptability and say, okay, up. Otherwise, my behavior will always be driven towards that one. So, yes, I encourage perfectionist people, first of all, to ease themselves and protect themselves from thinking, your family, your perfectionist. It makes you a better person. It makes you a cooperative person to work with. If you work in a team, being a perfectionist injures team in spirit. It kills innovation in your department because no one here is allowed to create. Because creation is messy. If you're going to create anything new, it means it hasn't been done before. And if it hasn't been done before, it means there's no prototype order and meticulous protocols to follow. So then it means it's a risk innovating something in your presence. Because when you are creating, you're going to spill. When you are innovating something new, you're going to mess. That is the creative process. You can't bypass that. So you're going to damn the creativity of your subordinates and your colleagues if you are perfectly Because no one can dare say something to you that isn't precise, meticulous, brilliant, and to the team. And you, you lose out on the spirit and talent of diversity that is there, that you share space with. Because they don't have the courage, because imperfection in your presence is something that is not allowed. It makes you a better person. It makes you a better person towards others. It makes you a better leader. It makes you a better team player. To tone it down a bit, to encourage a culture of brilliance because that is who you are. You value meticulous things. But that allows enough room to say we are better than. We aim for brilliance. But there must be adequate room to mess, to make errors, to develop, to grow. It brings the most beautiful innovation, creativity you can ever imagine because that is something that can only happen when there is no rigidity. When there is freedom to pilot 20 things, to summon the one that is right, meaning 20 are wrong. But if you have a spirit where wrong things aren't allowed to happen, people can not be creative in your brain. It's not okay, it's not fair and it doesn't serve you, but most importantly do yourself the favor of starting to internalize that the value you bring is intrinsic. It's your presence that matters, don't overperform and more than anything it also makes you a bully. Perfectionism makes you a chief bully and it's not even bullism that comes from confidence, it's envy towards the other people that are living in liberty because it's a matter of how dare they because you feel like you're not allowed. How dare they chop and change time? I figure number five past Bawia time because when 8 o'clock is 8 o'clock on the dot and 1 past 8 causes you anxiety. And then you start bullying people over what is actually falls within the spectrum of acceptable. It's not sloppy, it's not disorganized. That's why I encourage you to be reasonable in creating an acceptable watermark to say, hey, but realistically speaking, this too is okay. So that you stop bullying people who are enjoying the freedom of knowing, even if I don't get it perfectly, I will be loved. Because then you coerce people to be like you. We are all worthy of love and belonging. You don't have to perform your way into it. I hope this video has done something in you having a little bit of empathy for the perfectionist in your team. I know this is mostly a problem in corporate spaces and workspaces. That understand that who, oh, it's not all of us that have the luxury of knowing that when you drop the ball it's not a chain smash. Most of us have dropped the ball enough to know you don't die from dropping the ball. What a scary place it must be to not be certain that if you dropped the ball you would still be loved. I hope you have the courage to test it out and that valuing brilliance is okay, but lower it from perfect to perhaps a standard of good enough that is acceptable for your level of merit and brilliance. So yes, here is to lowering of pedestals in holding yourself to realistic standards and exposing yourself to the fact that love should be unconditional and your worth is inherent and you don't have to perform your way into it. Bye. I've been scarred and I've been Just what to do I need to leave my past behind me I need to look look, to the future No matter what will come No matter what I've done I know just what to do That's all because of you